Ezekiel 47 and the verse number 1 to 10. Then he brought me back to the door of the temple and there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east. For the front of the temple faced east and the water flowing from under the right side of the temple south of the altar. He brought me out by the way of the north and led me around on the outside of the outer gateway that faces the east. And there was water running out of the right side. Verse 3 says, And when the man went out to the east with the line in his hands, he measured 1,000 cubits and brought me to the waters. And the waters came up to my ankles. And again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through the waters. And the waters came up to my knees. And again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through, and the waters came up to my waist. And again, it measured 1,000, and was a river that I could not cross. For the water was deep, water in which one must swim, a river that could not be crossed. And he said to me, Son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me and returned from the bank of the river. And when I returned there along the bank of the river were very many trees on one side and the other. Then he said to me, the water flows toward the eastern region, goes down to the valley, enters the sea. When it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. And it shall be that every living thing that moves wherever the river goes will live. There will be very great multitude of fish because these waters go there. For they will be healed and everything will be healed forever wherever the river goes. But Stan said, it shall be that fishermen will stand by it from Engedi to end a glam, and there will be places for the spreading of their net. Their fish will be the same kinds of the fish of the great sea, exceedingly many. Please be seated. We continue our message on the floor as we zero in on dimensions of the flow dimensions of the flow the different dimensions and realms of the flow it's important to appreciate and understand that in order for you to be able to maintain the flow we need to know that the flow is all about the holy spirit the flow we are talking about is holy ghost because there can never be a flow without the spirit there can never be a flow without the spirit of God so when we talk about flow first we must understand that all the flow we are talking about is about the Holy Spirit it's about the spirit there cannot be a flow without the Holy Ghost the flow therefore is all about the Holy Ghost John's Gospel 737 and 39, the Bible says, on the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly or heart will flow rivers of living water. The Bible said, but this he spoke concerning the spirit whom those believing in him will receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus 
was not yet glorified. Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. He who believes in me, out of his belly, out of his heart, shall flow rivers of living waters. And this, the Bible says, he spoke of the Holy Spirit. When we talk about flow, we are talking about the Holy Spirit. There can never be a flow without the Spirit. Flow comes through the Spirit. Flow comes by the Spirit. Anything that flows in the Spirit, the Spirit flows out of his belly, shall flow rivers of living water. Isn't it amazing that Jesus stood at the last day of the feast, not the first day of the feast, not the second day of the feast, not the third day of the feast, not the middle of the feast, but the last day of the feast. And he cried out. The last of the feast suggests that they've had drinks because there is not a feast without something to drink. If there's a feast and he stood at the last of the feast and that they stand to reason that they've had drink already. If it was a feast, a party, because there cannot be a party, there cannot be a celebration, there cannot be a feast, a festival. There cannot be a feast without drink, without water, without drink. Whatever drink it was, whether it was Fanta or Moscatella or beer or champagne or Hennessy or Hennequin or Martini. Come on, talk to me right now. Or champagne or brandy. Whatever drink it was. I believe that if it was a feast, then it stands to reason that they've had drinks. So Jesus spoke at the last day of the feast when they were drunk, when they've had enough, when they are drunken, when they've tasted and drunk and drunk. He still cried and said, if there's anyone tasty because the idea that they drank and was still talk, he was still talking about tasty stands to reason that there's no amount of drink that can satisfy the test that only the Holy Ghost can feel. You miss what I'm saying? You miss what I'm saying? If he stood at the last day of the feast and cried out and said, let him come. He that is thirsty, let him come. And out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. If he spoke at the last of the feast, after they've drunk, after they had wine, after they've had champagne, after they had their beer, or whatever drink they had, if Christ still said, if there's any man thirsty that stands to reason, that there's no amount of drink, there's no amount of champagne, there's no amount of Fanta or beer or malt, whatever drink that you can drink, that can quench the test that the Holy Ghost can feel, what the Spirit of God can feel, only the Spirit can feel it, there's no amount of stuff you can use to replace what the Holy Ghost can do that is what there are many under the sound of my voice, they've drunk and drunk and drunk but they are still spiritually tested they've eaten and eaten and eaten and they are still hungry the 
Bible said, do not be drunk with wine uh, wherein there's excess, uh, but be filled uh, with the Holy Ghost. Uh, I don't know who I'm talking to, uh, but there's no drink uh, that can quench your thirst. Uh, there's no drink uh, that can fill the gap. Uh, there's no drink uh, that can satisfy uh, your need uh, and your appetite. Uh, only the Holy Ghost uh, can quench the thirst. Uh, only the Holy Ghost uh, can fill the void. Uh, only the Holy Ghost uh, can replace whatever you lost. Uh, I came to encourage somebody. Uh, there is no amount of drink uh, or alcohol or sex uh, or food uh, or women uh, or money uh, that can fill the gap, uh, the emptiness uh, that you feel, uh, which is why uh, you've eaten and eaten uh, and drunk and drunk, uh, but you are so hungry uh, and you are still thirsty. God, uh, there are things uh, that only the Holy Ghost uh, can fill. Uh, Jesus said, uh, if you know the man you are talking to, uh, you will give him water uh, and he will give him water. Uh, your water when I drink, uh, I will test again. Uh, but the water that I will give you, uh, you will never test again. Uh, let him come uh, and out of his belly, uh, when the Holy Ghost fills you, uh, when he satisfies you, uh, when he comes upon you, uh, you test no more. Uh, you hunger no more. Uh, you are filled. Uh, you are full. Uh, you overflow. Uh, you are satisfied. Uh, in Christ alone, uh, I'm satisfied. Uh, in the spirit, uh, I'm satisfied. Uh, when I meet him, uh, when I come time, uh, when I engage him, uh, when I know him, uh, when I experience the awesome power uh, that the Holy Ghost can, uh, I am filled and I'm satisfied. You're clapping. You are drunk by your so testing. You've eaten by your so hungry. My God, you got money by your so broke. Your people are around you, but you are so lonely. Because it's a comfort only the Holy Ghost can bring. No amount of guys can fill it. No amount of women can fill it. No amount of money can fill this spiritual gap. Let him that test come forward. And out of his belly shall flow rivers of living. What is smiling? Tell somebody you shall be satisfied today. Come on, say you shall be satisfied today. My God, I don't know who I'm talking to today, but you need an encounter with the Spirit. You need a Holy Ghost experience. You need to know Him. You need to feel Him. You need to experience Him. You need to encounter the person of the Spirit. Out of his belly uh, shall flow. Uh, it didn't say it shall flow water. I said it shall flow uh, rivers of living water. Uh, even though it is water. Uh, but when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, uh, you don't flow water. Uh, you flow rivers. Uh, it's water uh, that flow rivers. Because uh, there are dimensions uh, and realm uh, and aspect uh, and different direction uh, of the flow uh, of the Spirit. Uh, you join the Spirit and the journey with the spirit of God then you understand that there are several dimensions and realms of the spirit out of his belly shall not flow just water it's a flow different kind
kinds of river and today I dare you to flow in the spirit to drink the Holy Ghost and there shall be an outpouring of different dimension and realm of God you never known before out of his belly shall flow rivers of living your clapping is going also rivers of living water the bible says the prophet started by saying and after he brought me again onto the door of the house and behold waters issued out under the threshold of the house eastward for the forefront of the house stood toward the sea and the waters came down from under from the right side of the house at the south side of the altar the prophet says, the Holy Spirit brought him. He was brought into the house of God because there can never be a flow without the house of God. There's a kind of flow that we need the Holy Ghost to activate it. He brought me back again to the house of God. I've said to you over and over again that there are some things, if we want to experience it again, we need to come back to the house of God again. He brought me back again to the house of God. We cannot experience the flow of the Spirit outside what we used to do. If we want what we used to have, then we must do what we used to do. If we want to experience the Holy Ghost again, the power again, the oil again, the anointing again, the rams again, then we must come back again to do what we used to do. The prophet said, he brought me back again Again, to the house. I come to talk to somebody today who is ready to come back again to the house of God. There's a calling that God is calling the people to come back to what we used to do. There's a sound that God is sounding that let there be a comeback. He brought me back to the door. He brought me again. He brought me back again. I don't know how far you've gone from God and I don't know what, where you reach in your journey of being backslidden but this morning the Lord is calling you back to the house of God if the prophet came back then you can come back no matter how far you've fallen and given up and torn the tower the Lord is calling you back to the place of prayer the place of fasting the place of waiting the place of anointing there's a calling back this morning I charge you and encourage you to come back I hear the sound of a coming back we are going back to the things we used to do we are going back to the prayers we used to pray we are going back for our first love we are going back for our early devotion we are going back to our studies. We are going back to our purity. We are going back to all the things we used to do. We are speaking to the devil. Rejoice not over me or my enemies. For when I fall, I shall arise 
There's a coming back. There's a bouncing back. There's a restoration. There's an alone moment with God. There's a you and God moment. Who am I talking to today? I hear the sound that God is calling you back to waiting, to praying, to tiring, to fasting, to worship. The devil is a liar. Can I hear a shout? I said, we are going back. He brought me back again. He brought me again. It doesn't matter where you've reached. There cannot be a flow without a coming back. I needed to point to someone and say, it's time to come back. Come on, small intestine. It is time to come back. Will you tap somebody right now and say, it is time to come back. Give somebody an elbow. It's time to come back. Come back to your prayer. Come back to your studies. Come back to your first love. Come back to your fasting. Come back to power night come back to midweek service come back to tarrying come back to purity come back to dedication come back to waiting is anybody joining me for a comeback we can experience the awesome power at Ashimota until we go back to what we should do the devil is a liar I want to thank God for the oil of yesterday yes but yesterday is gone Today is new and we need fresh power, fresh oil, fresh grace for fresh assignment and for fresh commission and for fresh mantle. And today I profess over your life that God is calling you to the place of going back. We don't mind waiting, we don't mind tarrying, we don't mind studying, we don't mind abiding for the power to come. And it shall be endured, and it shall be endured with power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you but you got to go out there and tarry at Jerusalem you're clapping a stick in the house you're clapping a stick in the house you're clapping a stick in the house I need 10 people who are desperate to go back I need 20 who are desperate to go back I need 25 I need 30 I need 100 I need 200 people that said God I'm going back the prophet said he brought me back again I hear the sound that God is calling you into an inner room into waiting into tarrying into worship into prayer can you clap your hand you've gone too far God is calling you back Sinatominus and he called me he brought me back again he brought me back again tell somebody this is not you come on you gotta say, say this is not you tell somebody I've been meaning to talk to you about this for some time now you are trying to be something you are not say I know who you, you are say I know who you are you are a child of God you are a prayer addict you love the Lord you love God you are actually a child of God you do better when you pray you do amazing when you fast when you are in worship you are awesome the devil is a liar is it possible that we've been stripped of who we are is it possible that the enemy has diverted and wasted our anointing we've been distracted by everything else COVID-19 has distracted and separated and brought all kinds of things to our fellowship and our flow but I declare today you are coming out of 
of your room. There's somebody watching me right now online. I'm telling you to come back. Come back home. Come back to the house. Come back for prayer. Get out of your house and return to the house of God. Be seated. And he brought me back. Tell somebody, we are going back. Come upon, say, we are going back. Say, the devil is a liar. Say, enough of staying afar. Say, enough of being distracted by everything else and not focusing on what is important. I prophesy that this week the Lord is bringing you back. All I'm trying to tell is that it's time for us to fast again. You're clapping and singing the house one. Am I preaching to somebody right now? Can we go back to 21 days? Can we go back to 10 days? Can we go back to experience the power? Can we wait until we are in deal? Be sitting right now. It brought me back again to the house of God. Can I tell something? Life can be draining. Life can be draining. And there are many of you, you've been drained. COVID-19 has drained you. The lockdown, all the complications have brought a weight on your flow and on your oil. Your anointing, your spiritual life, your prayer life has spiritually been drained. There's been all kinds of waste on your mantle and your gifting. You are not the same person you used to be. Jesus said, Jesus said the other day, virtue has left me. Who touched me? Virtue has left me. The disciple says, wait a minute. I think at this point you are losing your mind. There are so many people thronging you and you are asking who touched you. They said, no, there's a touch and there's a touch. Somebody has pulled something from me. Somebody has taken from me the oil I carry. There's been a drawdown. The account has been drawn down. There's been a, 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 not a deposit, but there's been, there's been, there's been a, a, a redrawer. Somebody has withdrawn from my account. Virtue has left me. There are many of you, you are sitting here under the sound of my voice. You've been drained, but you are still here. You are not filling the account back. You've been spiritually drained. You'll be mentally drained. You'll be emotionally drained. But there comes a time in your walk with God where you need to take time for you to refill, re-empower, and put back what you use. You can't use the electricity and not pay your bill. You'll be disconnected. If you use the power, you got to go and pay. You've been drained. You've been wasted. You've been used. You've been abused. You've been withdrawn. But today, God is calling you to feel back the power, the flow, the oil. Can you clap your hands today now? I tell people every day you are not only drained when people attack you and crush you. Even when you are being a blessing you can be drained. Many people don't know that the more you are blessing to people, the more you are drained. 
unless you connect yourself to the flow of the Holy Spirit. Because, because even if you have a thousand and you give one, it's no longer a thousand anymore. So, so, so the more you are a blessing to people, the more you are drained, the more they take from you. I've been a place in my walk with God as a prophet that the most dangerous place to be is after you've been a blessing to people. Because when you are finished preaching, that's when you are the most vulnerable. That is why I'm going to have to change my style and the way I've handled things because I can't, you, you, you can't pour from an empty cup. The cup must be filled for it to pour from. And until you fill your cup, we can't draw from you. And many keep on drawing, 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 pouring, 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 blessing, 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 preaching, 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 and they never take time to refill themselves. If you call me one of these, I don't pick, I'm filling myself. Your clapping is getting house right now. You gotta take time and fill your family, fill your household, fill your ministry, fill your church, fill your calling, fill your anointed, fill the tank. The most dangerous place to be sometimes is not in the valley, but it's the mountain top. Everybody wants to get to the mountain top, but sometimes the mountain top is the most dangerous place to be because you know something he that is in the valley. He that is down needs fear no fall. When you are at the mountain top, the next event of your life is to come down in the valley. So sometimes when you get to the top, it's even dangerous because the next move of your life at the top may be coming down unless you decide to conquer another mountain. But you can't conquer another mountain unless you take time off to refill yourself. May you not get to the top and come down, but may God fill you to take more mountain. May you take more mountain, more victories, more power, more oil, more favor. Clap on shout and say yes. It's not always a nice feeling to be at the top. Because sometimes being at the top means if God doesn't come in, you are coming down. And I've seen many people, many pastors, they got to the mountain top and they came down. Could they forget that if you're on a mountain top and God doesn't come in, the next event is to come down unless you take another mountain. My prayer for you is that you take time to get fear. Virtue has left me. He brought me back again to the house of God. I want to tell somebody, you've been, you've been, you've been going on for too long. So you've been going on and on and on and on for too long. You've been going on and on and on and on for too long. You've been blessing, blessing for too long. You've been preaching, preaching for too long. The virtue keeps on going out of you. You need to take time of your body. You need to take time of your small few. This, this thing is literally not just spiritual. You actually need to take time of yourself. And get fixed. And get sorted out. Take a break. I found out that Samson would have survived Delilah if he had taken a break. The pressure was too much. Samson decided to stay under the pressure and he broke. 
The persistence can break you if you don't take time out. If you don't get a moment alone with God for God to refuel you. If you don't spend time with God for God to build you back again. And he brought me back again to the house of God. And he said, and the man that went with me brought out a lie. Thank God for the man that God is using to bring you back. Because everybody needs a man that will bring you back. Come on, talk to me right now. Everybody needs a man. Everybody needs somebody that God will use to restore you your oil. May I be that man today as a priest over your life for God to restore you today. You're clapping the second house right now. Be seated. I said, when he brought me, he pulled out a line to measure. Paul said, examine yourself. Whether you are still in the faith, in that book of that, say you've been measured and has been found wanting. This morning, we're going to measure the flow of the oil in your life. Can we do some measurement right now? Can we check where you are spiritually? Can we check whether you can stand the next level, move to the next level, or you are not able? Can we check your spiritual temperature? Can we get on a spiritual journey right now? And the Bible said, and he brought up a line and he measured. He measured the flow of the water. He measured the level of the spirits. He measured the level of the spiritual intensity. Spiritual alertness. Spiritual flow. If all you measure is your bank accounts, you are likely to fail. I dare you to measure your spiritual temperature. Come on, talk to me right now. I provoke you uh, to measure how you are doing with your prayers, uh, with your faith, uh, with your oil, uh, with your intercession. Uh, are you sleeping? Uh, are you dozing? Uh, are you losing your oil? Uh, I came for a spiritual examination. Uh, and my prayer for you uh, is that God will shift you uh, from where you are uh, to the next level of your spiritual flow. Come on, shout. Let it flow. Let it flow. He draw out a line and said, the first line, he measured the water. And behold, when he brought me into the water, it was to my ankle. It was to my ankles. He says, when he brought me out, he made me stand in the water. And when I stood in the water, the water, behold, was to my ankle. Can I talk to a church right now? It is okay. There are many of you, your spiritual journey with the Holy Ghost, you are at the ankle level. You are at a place in your walk with God where you are at the ankle level. You step in the floor. You step in the water. But the water is at your ankle. It is just down there. Maybe I want to say it's okay to start like that because before the prophet stepped into the water he was on the dry grounds there are many of you you've been spiritually bankrupt spiritually empty spiritually nothing you've been drained the enemy has stolen from you your encounter with the Holy Ghost is gone you don't feel anything you don't sense anything your spiritual antenna has been broken you don't even get spiritual signs you don't dream you don't see you don't sense, you don't feel your spiritual sensitivity has been desensitized and the prophet said, he brought me into the water and when I stepped in the water it was to my ankle it's okay to start with the ankle there are many Christians who are at the ankle level 
We don't just get up to swim. Before we swim in the pool, we got to check whether we can walk in it first. Come on, talk to me right now. Anybody can join me right now. We don't just get up to swim. We, we, we stop it. Let, let, let me check the water level. Let, let, me, let me try and check. Let me try and check. Let me try and check. Let me, we, we step in and like, okay, I can walk in it then. And okay, look, can start something. Because me, I don't swim, I walk in water. Anybody who walks in water? Oh, are you shy? Anybody who walks in water like Gideon Nassau? Watch this. Watch this. When I step in it, the prophet said it was to the ankle level. Many of you, spiritually, you are, not bang, you are not dry, but you are at the ankle level of your walk with God. Some are actually dry. Some are actually, at the, some are actually are walking on the dry ground. And by the way, when your spiritual levels are at the dry ground, demons live at the, at the dry places. But also when an unclean spirit leaves a man, he goes and he walks among dry places. That's why I don't like dry churches. I don't like dry environment. Whenever I get to a house, I need to fire for the anointing to come because I can't sleep in dry places. Wherever the atmosphere is dry, demons are around. The reason why you are dreaming the way you are dreaming and you are under attack is because demons are in the house. I command every Every demonic invasion in your house to be evicted. Run and come on, come and shout. Run and say yes. It was dry, but I shifted from the dryness into the water. I started the journey. Come on, stretch. Listen, I start my journey with God. Come on, I'm starting the journey right now. Anybody want to start a journey right now? 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 It's okay to start at the ankle level, but it's not okay to stay there. Tell somebody it's okay to start at the ankle level, but it is dangerous to stay there. Because you know something, many of you, for all the years you've been born again, your spiritual flow has been at the ankle level. Because, you see, those of us that don't, so those of us that are afraid of swimming, we are careful to step in the water. So, so we are careful. So we check the level, and when it is down, then we step in. The reason why you are not growing spiritually is that you are too careful with the things of God. Many of you are in church, but you are very skeptical about spiritual things. You are critical. You, you, once you see something supernatural, the side of your brain that doubt is activated. The reason why your spirituality is still at the ankle level is because you are too skeptical, you are a logician and you are too critical of the things of the, of the thing of the spirit. The more you stay critical, skeptical, logical, the more you don't go deep with God because spiritual things are not logical. The love of God is not shed abroad in our mind. It's shed abroad in our hearts. Your problem is that you, you are too smart for the Holy Ghost. Many of you are too smart for God. You think you know it all. It must make sense. But the things of God may not make sense physically. It makes sense in the spirit. But doesn't make sense in the natural. What do you do when you are trying to figure God out in your head when God is in your heart? Uncle level. Let me be careful. 
Let me not get wet. Let me not get drenched. Let me see if I can cross the water. Let me be careful. I don't want to be drowned. I don't want the water to carry me away. Let me check. Many of you are in church and your eyes are open. You are criticizing everything happening in the atmosphere. You know there's too much power in the house for it to be focused on which one and which one and which one. Can I, can, the enemy can use anything to distract you from getting the flood, the oil. May we not be so careful that we miss the Holy Ghost movie. May we not be so organized that we organize the Holy Ghost himself. You're clapping this in the house. Right? May we not be politically correct to the point where we miss the spirit. I miss it. I was at the uncle level. Now the problem was that there's nothing wrong because the uncle level Christian is the one who comes here only on Sundays. They don't go deep. I'm a, how many of you are standard Christians? How many of you don't really like power and I? Because it's too intense. Come on. To, come on. How many of you come to power and I? All of you come? Are you sure? Thomas says the prof. I don't mind Sundays, but power night is too intense for me. 48 hours is too intense. I, 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 want, I, I want to stay here. I, I want to come and mark the register on Sunday. I want to tell God, God, I came today. God, God, I'm here. God, hello, I, I registered my name, President said. I, I got some blessing Sunday. There's nothing wrong we're staying at the uncle level. The only problem is that the uncle equals shallow. Because whenever you're at your uncle, the water is not deep, it's at the shallow. And can I tell you something? There are some blessings that can be found, that can't be found at the shallow. Wherever you go to in the sea, wanting fish can get fish. But the type of fish you want will determine where you go at the sea for that fish. The Bible said, Peter said, we have told all night and have caught nothing. Jesus said, launch to the deep. If Christ had launched to the deep, it means Peter was all this while launching at the shallow. If you are looking for the net-breaking fish, the net-breaking anointing, the blessing that will blow your mind, that will overflow, that will turn things around, you got to step out of the ankle and go a bit deep in the water. Bible said, they that do business in ship, in great waters, they do see the oneness of God at the deep. The oneness of God is not found at the shallow. The oneness of God is found at the deep. The deeper you go, the more you get power. Deep call it unto deep. You need some powerful deep stuff for God to shift your destiny. The Bible said, this kind go not out except by certain prayer. 21 days fasting. Sundays can't deal with it. You got to go be a bit deep. Friday night. You got to jump power night. You got to do 48 hours. You got to go deep. There are some things you are looking for. It can only be found at the deeper side of God for deep calling on to deep. Is anybody ready to go deep? We'll go clap and shout. Say deep with God. Deep. 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 My problem with your shallow or your uncle Christianity is that what you are looking for can be found where you are. The breakthrough you are looking for can be found where you are. Do you know that there are some angels that are released the first of prayer? But as an angel I read after 21 days of prayer. When, when Daniel, Gabriel said, the very first day you set out your heart to pray, I was released, Gabriel. 
But when I was arrested by the prince of power of Persia, it took 21 days for Daniel to come. So some angels come after one day of prayer. Some angels come after 21 days of prayer. It depends on what kind of angel you are looking for. It depends on what kind of blessing, what kind of power, what kind of oil. It depends on what kind of miracle you're looking for. But if you are looking for the net breaking anointing, you got to go deep in prayer, deep in waiting, deep in timing, deep in fasting. Anybody looking for bigger blessing, come on, slap and shout. Say yes. They that do business in sheep, in great waters, they do see the wonders of God. Not at the shallow, but at the deep. You want wonders from God. You want miracles from God. You are praying for your children, for your sons and daughters, for your ministry, for your career, for your anointing. You are praying for God to use you. You got to get ready to go a bit deep. You got to stop being careful of getting wet and get out with God and get serious with God for the deeper things are in the deeper side of the sea. Welcome to the level and the realm of the deep where deep things are revealed to those who go deep. He measured a second time and the second level of measurement he said it was toward my knees. Many of you are not at the ankle but you have moved to the knee. What is the knee level of spirituality? The knee stands for submission because whenever we bow down to God in prayer, we submitted to God. A bowing down of the knee is a sign of submission, humility, and a sign of surrender to God. When we bow down, we submit. When we bow down, we humble ourselves. When we bow down, we worship God. There is a realm of the flow of God where you can only walk in dimension of submission when you let the spirit come up to your knees. There's a kind of growth you must grow so you can submit to God. Submission doesn't come easy to those who have not matured in the spirit. The more you mature in God, the more submission to God becomes easier. The reason for the struggle is because you are not going deep with God. The more you go deep with God, the more you surrender to God. Surrender is a product of going deep with God. The more you are deep with God, the more certain things you are struggling with no longer becomes an issue. You struggle with giving up some things in your life because you haven't learned how to surrender to God. Submission is a product of going deep with God. The more you go deep, the more you hand over anything that is trying to take the place of God in your life. His glory he will share with no man. And there are many of you, you are literally allowing some stuff God gave you to share the glory with God. When we go down on our knees, we worship. Isn't it amazing that the first thing the devil wants is your worship? No wonder the enemy will create some things in your life for you to worship. Many of you, some blessing God gave you has become an idol and you are worshiping you worship your phone. Can I preach this thing right now? Today, the most powerful religion right now in the world is your phone. Social media. Social media is the most popular religion. Are you with me? Even China that rejected the gospel, it has entered there. India, they are worshiping. 
Africa, they are worshiping. Ghana, even in church, people are still worshiping. What do I mean by worship? The first thing you wake up to take is what? The last thing you wake up to take is what? Your phone. 7 a.m., you're on your phone. 6 o'clock, you're on the phone. You work, before you say thank you, God, you go to your phone and check who called you. What are they saying? You are glued to it. You are addicted to it. It's so powerful. You are looking at me. People are in church and they are not here. They are in China. Because they are on your phone. Today, people are sitting at home and say, we well, want the service at home. I understand those who are generally afraid. I'm praying for you. But I tell you what, the enemy is offering an alternative to weaken your spirituality. People are connected to their phone, then they are connected to the Holy Ghost, Bible, worship, church, anything spiritual. Do you even pray before? Do you pray before you take your phone? You take your phone before you pray. Be honest. Seven o'clock. The internet is jamming because everybody's on it. Everybody's bowing. You are in church and you are still on Instagram. You are bowing. And then Instagram to the south, you are following strange people. Strange, strange things. And I'm not being self-righteous. I'm just telling you that if we knew we have prayed better, I would mean at all. They control a lot of stuff. Submission to God. Look at how you struggle to, to give it up. Can you do mobile phone fasting for five days? Five days, no internet, no phone. Can we do a challenge? One week, no social media. Can we do a challenge? When do we start? Your clap is going to house right. Tell me who is not worshiping it. Tell me who's not in that relation. Tell me. Is it the prophet or the teacher? You don't even understand what I'm talking about. It is gradually replacing, you know, and, and I'm not anti, look at me, if you ask my view on vaccine or whatever, whatever you feel led to do, do it, I don't have, I don't, I'm not anti-vaccine, I'm not anti, I don't have, I have faith. And faith is not against taking vaccine. In fact, you have, can have faith to take vaccine. I take, you take paracetamol, I don't have a problem with vaccine, I'm, I'm not anti, I'm not one of those who say COVID is not real, I, I, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Social media has become the new life order. They literally determine, may God deliver us from the negative. Look at me. If only you know the things your children are looking at in your house. Whilst you are praying and sleeping, you'll be sure. May God bring us to the place of true submission. That nothing can take the place of God. And for our generation, one of the things we are dealing with social media, may God be prioritized and be lifted over anything you are addicted to your clapping the second house right now. I'm confronting stuff. I'm, confr I'm confronting stuff. I'm breaking stronghold. We are destroying some stuff. You're clapping the second house right now. I'm not saying don't go on it. But don't let it consume your life. And take over your soul. Don't live by it. Live by the living word of God and the gospel. You're clapping a second house right now. The new level. 
the place of submission and worship. We bow down to God. We worship God. Look at me. When you allow the Holy Ghost to come to your new level, tell you what, you don't struggle to give anything to God. Many of you, you've given some part of you to God and some part of you to yourself. There are some things you are struggling to hand it over to God. It will be easy if you can grow in the spirit. The more you mature in the spirit, the more you are able to flow in the spirit. Flow in obedience. Flow in revelation. Flow in understanding. Flow in submission to God. And by the way, I found out that when you bow down before God, you stand up before man. You can't bow before God and bow before man. Whenever you bow before God, God gives you the power to stand before man. When Daniel bowed to God in worship and refused to bow to that idol, he stood before the king. When Elijah bowed in prayer on the mountain, he stood and around Ahab. When you bow before God, there's no situation of your life that can bring you down. May I declare to day you are not going down because you bow down before God as you bow in prayer as you bow in fasting as you bow in tarrying may God grant you the grace to stand up over every life situation you're clapping and singing the house right now you win always for you are standing you are bound before God and you are standing up before man so he measured the third time and the third level was to my waist the waist level and Paul says the, the belt that hold our waist is the belt of truth the belt of truth the level where the Holy Spirit has come to you, waist level is why you don't live in a lie, you live in the truth of God there's a walk with God where God gives you revelation and the revelation becomes your reality my reality is not what my bank account is telling me. My reality is what the Holy Spirit revealed to me according to his riches in glory. What is your reality? I walk in revelation. I walk in insight. The more revelation you have, the more victory you chop. It's not how long you've been in church that matters. It's your level of revelation. Do you know? Do you know that revelation, association does not equal revelation? There's a difference between association and revelation. And power is given to revelation. Authority, growth, responsibility, elevation, promotion is given to those who walk in revelation. You know, the 12 walk with Jesus Christ. Paul was not there. Paul did not associate himself physically with Christ. But Paul wrote more than all the 12 wrote because Paul did not walk by association, he walked by revelation because Christ revealed, the more you walk in revelation, the more you grow and you are empowered, you got to walk in revelation than association <laughs> see by the way do you know that Judas was close to Christ Joseph of Salimathea was far away but the revelation Joseph of Limati had, Judas didn't have it. So even though Judas was close, he died. Joseph of Limati gave Jesus Christ a tomb. Look at me. You better go by revelation and not association. You can be close all you want. You can get a bit deep with God. There's a walk, there's a place that God is called. It's not coming to church. It's about walking by insight and revelation. What is your truth? What do you know about God? What has God said to you? What is the revelation you got? Because, because your, your revelation determines your light. 
I'll build my church upon this revelation. The church is not built by light and sound. I heard a quote that shook me that the early apostles handed over, handed over to us a powerful church, an anointed church. May we know how over the next generation light and sound. And I look at myself and I check. And I say, yes, we got light, but I know we got power more. We got fasting more. We got 48 hours more. May our church be full of power and revelation. You're clapping. You're singing housewife. Sit down. At the belt level, you walk in the truth of God. Not a lie. The devil is whispering so much lies, but I have the truth of what God said about me. He said, I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I win and succeed. I am who God says I am. I have my truth. You may have your reality. I have my reality. You'll be surprised what is real to somebody and what's real to me. My reality is different from yours. I see differently. Lift your hands. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, so this morning, I release supernatural revelation, insights, understanding, realms. Say, Father, be released. You see, you can't run unless you are walking in revelation. Elijah gathered his loins and ran. Oh, you know what I said. Until you walk in revelation, you can't run. Write the revelation. Write it. Write the vision. Make it personal. Who really they may run. You can't run unless there's a revelation. The more revelation you have, the more you run with the vision. The more you see, the more you know, the more you are inspired, the more the Holy Ghost drops things in your spirit. May you grow to a level in your walk with God where you can hear God, you can sense God, you can know God, you can experience God through vision inside. May God inspire you. You're clapping. You're clapping. You're clapping. You're clapping a sick. Revelation. Revelation. Truth. Your waist is what connects your upper body and your lower body. What connects you and put you together is revelation. The water was at my waist level. A different kind of understanding. I win because I got a different kind of understanding. I don't flow the way you flow. I flow from a different place. Look at me. I'm not afraid to get wet. I'm willing to go deep. I'm not here to do this. Let me test it. Let me check it. Hey, maybe I'm not too sure. No, I'm going all out for God. Whether the devil like it or not. The Bible says, and he measured the fourth time. And this time around, it was a water I could not cross. I could not pass. I thought I could just cross it. I thought I could just walk through it. I thought I could just go like that. He said, no, this one is not for the stepping. It's not for the crossing. It's for the swimming. A water that must be swim. I'm daring you today that you've been checking things out. You are trying not to get deep with God. But God said, the next level of your walk is not walking. It's not crossing. It's not testing. You must dump yourself and dip yourself in the water. Can we get deep with God? Can we get wet with God? Can we get trenchy? Can we get all our stuff wet? Can we get serious with the things of God? Can I get a clap right now? Let it be a swimming. A swimming. You're clapping and saying, a swimming. A swimming. 
tell somebody, I'm moving to, I'm moving to the swimming level. <laughs> Said the devil is a liar. <laughs> tell somebody, you've been checking for too long. <laughs> you've been checking for too long. <laughs> you've been walking in it for too long. <laughs> this time around, <laughs> leave your faith for God. <laughs> Handing over to God. <laughs> Lift up your hand. <laughs> Just dip yourself. <laughs> Just jump into it. <laughs> Get wet. <laughs> Go all out. <laughs> we are leaving this place wet. <laughs> we are leaving this place trench <laughs> from the corner of our head <laughs> to the soul of our feet. <laughs> Let the Holy Ghost take over. Maybe he was at my ankle, at my knee, at my waist. But I'm saying, God, you can have all of me. From my head to my down, everywhere. There's no area of my life I keep to myself. I'm swimming. I'm flowing. I'm swimming. I'm flowing. Anybody ready to swim with the Holy Ghost? 2021, God is calling you to swim in the Spirit. Come on, clap your shout right now. Swim in it. Swim in it. Tell somebody, get wet, get wet, get wet. Tell someone this whole idea of testing and trying, it doesn't work. Say, go all out. Say, 2021, go all out. Can you punch? Say, go all out. Give someone elbows. Say, go all out. Say, step out. Dip yourself. Jump into it. Jump by faith. Jump by prayer. Jump by trusting. Jump by believing. It's all in the hands of God. I'm not holding back. Let it overflow. Let it overflow. Let it overflow. I declare today what God is about to do will overflow. It will over you on top. More than enough access. Our God does not give. We limit. Today I break the ceiling. I remove the lid and I command overflow out of your belly shall flow. Rivers, rivers, rivers. We'll clap on and shout and say flow. Hey! Hey! Please stand up for two minutes. Let me finish this around and let's go. Let's just be church. Let's church. I'm tired. I'm tired of not getting trenched. Do you know that? Do you know that? Sometimes it can rain. And if it doesn't rain seriously, it brings heat. You'd rather get deep than to just step in and go out. Some of you, this, this, this is what you are doing your work with God. Though. This is the way you are doing it. See, see, see you, see you, see you. Is it true? Hey, Holy Ghost, is it true? How can they see like that? What do you, my God told you? Hey, no, let me go by my financial analyst. Oh. The consultant. Oh. Hey. Can God really reveal this to you? <laughs> Look at me. Your reality and my reality are two different things. I have not seen, nor yet heard. Neither has it entered the heart of men the thing what God has prepared for those who love him. But has revealed it unto us by the Spirit. Yeah, the Spirit said of the year, the deep things of God. I declare today, right now, may God, may the Holy Ghost bring to a reality that will blow your mind, clap your 21 time and shout and scream and say, Yes! This water I could not cross. It was water for those who are ready to swim. And by the way, many of you are swimming, but you are swimming in aquarium. Aquarium Christianity is when you are swimming in a box. How many have, how many have seen the fish in aquarium before? 
a little box. You go, you go, you go smoke. You go smoke. You are, you are not allowed. Take that same fish out of the aquarium and throw it in the sea. He will swim across the Atlantic. You got no idea what God has put in you. If only you can get out of your box of fear. Look at me. By the way, boxes are for parcels. By the way, boxes are meant for products. I don't even know how to say it. I've yet to see a human being in a box. Boxes are for shirts and for shoes and for bags and for makeups. If you stay in the box, you're becoming a makeup. God did not create you to stay in the box. Get out of your box. Step out. Jump. Swim. Let's go. Come on. Clap your shot. Say, I'm about. I'm swimming. I'm anybody ready to swim 2021? Rise up and shout. Say, I swim in the spirits. They said, I swim by faith. I swim by power. I swim believing God. Watch this. Said, and as the water overflowed, the water overflowed and stretched out. And, said, and as it went out, there was trees by the side and side until our flow of the Spirit goes beyond the four walls of this building. We are not flowing. God wanted to get out so that people can stand side by side of us and get blessed. Because oftentimes, trees in the Bible stands for men. And, said, and I saw, saw the water flowing. Trees were by the side and side. Your flow must connect to people side and side. There are many people whose lives are dependent on you. They are waiting on you. They are praying for you. For the endless expectation of the creator waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Your blessing will be a blessing. God did not bless you. He want to bless through you. You've been destined for such a time like this. You are going to be a blessing to your cousins, to your children, to your daughters, to your community, to your family, to your friends. Can I get a club of people who are just going to be a blessing? You are a blessing. You are not blessed until you become a blessing. Many trees were by the side and side. Do you believe that you are going to open a business that will feed many families? You're going to start a product that will feed many families. You're going to be a world transformer, a world changer. You change the game. You change the story. You change the trajectory of your family. Many will thank God for knowing you. They'll say, but for Gideon, but for Haida, but for Samuel, but for Joseph, but for Jessica, but for Constant, but for Mary, but for Joseph, but for Haida. Can I get a clap in the house now? Let there be a release. But for you, but for Samuel, many trees. Can you smile and tell somebody you are not flowing until you overflow? So I'm waiting for you to go beyond yourself to do what others to do what will be a blessing to others. So I'm praying for the day your money cannot will not only feed you, but it will feed five thousand. There's a young lad here with five loaves of bread and two fishes. That was enough for him and his family, but he gave it to. Christ and he fed 5,000. You feed the multitude, you feed many, you feed nations, you feed from who am I presented today? Sit down two minutes. No leader, in it where the river goes, people were healed. You are the healing the world is waiting for. The river flows and it entered the sea. The sea is the world. 
and the sea was healed. Look at me. If the world is sick, it's because we are not healing it. Stop judging the world. The world is already judged. Can I preach right now? Eh, and they are this, and they are, and they are that. Hey, mm, hey, do you see what they are doing? Because you are not doing what you are supposed to. That's why they are doing what they are doing. Because we are not. You see, God, Christ is not coming back to judge the world. The world is already judged. He's coming to judge us, the church. So, what you, are, what, you, what you are saying is already done. God has, the world is already condemned. You don't need to condemn it again. We are the ones that must save the people in the world. Because the original person that's supposed to go to hell is not the, is the, is the devil. He wants to take people along. Your assignment is to help people to get out. And so if the world is sick, you have allowed the world to be sick. You are the healing the world needs. You are the salt of the earth, the light of the world. A city set on the hill cannot be healed. You change the world. You change your community. You change your family. You change the trajectory of your life. And as you clap on today, may you be a world changer. A world changer. A world changer. So fishermen will spread their net and catch fish. From Engedi to El and Eglem, many will find their purpose, their destiny in your ministry and in your life. You'll be surprised what God is doing through you. Can we talk about flow? The flow is equals overflow. God does not give in smalls. He gives in excess. Do you know that our God is so powerful that he has created fish not for us to eat, for beauty. Our God is so extra that he has so much fish to eat, he has even some for beauty. There are trees people are still discovering. There are things that God created that we are now still discovering. Our God is not the God of little. The God of more than enough will not give you just enough. He will give you more than enough. I prophesy over your life. You, I declare today, you are exploding. Come, can I get 20 people shout and scream right now? And say explode, explode. That's who you are. Overflow. Touch lives. Bless lives. Win souls. Preach the gospel. You're clapping. Rise up to your feet right now.